DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by John Krasinski, senior writer for The Athletic, covering the Minnesota Timberwolves and the NBA. John, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? It's going well. This is going to be magical. The two NBA teams most recently sold squaring off. New owners going at it. Something's got to give, right? <laughs> Something's got to give. So what does the ownership sale mean in Minnesota uh, do you believe them that they're not going to Seattle? Do you think this is going to uh, change things? And like a sale in Golden State, they went from a team that couldn't win anything to a team that could win everything, uh, somewhere in between. Where's this going in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really just hard to say right now. These are the very early stages. The agreement isn't, isn't even necessarily signed yet, so they got to work through some things before they get it all done done. But um, – you know, whenever you have uh, a new ownership group coming in and that ownership group is not from where you live, especially when you're in Minnesota and these guys are from New York and essentially Miami with A-Rod right now. So uh, you do worry about uh, the long-term future of the team. And, you know, they can say all they want about they won't move it, they won't move it. That's just how it always works with every franchise. And some of them do end up moving. I will say that... Um, my optimism for the Timberwolves staying in Minnesota uh, and not moving to Seattle kind of is grounded less in what I hear from the ownership group and, and about their commitment to, to Minneapolis versus what you know about the landscape of the league right now, and that's that the league wants to expand to Seattle and probably Las Vegas and get some major, major expansion fees um, in, the, in those deals rather than move a team out there, and so ultimately, I think that will it, it is a much stronger kind of hold for the Timberwolves in Minnesota than anything you hear from the ownership group. As far as you know, what it means for the success of the team, I mean, there's only one way to go, and that's up really for this franchise. So um, I think Glenn Taylor, you know, um, has been uh, owning this team for a long, long time. And it's time for a fresh perspective, a new new perspective. And I think these guys are younger. They're kind of entrepreneurial. They have all that going for them. So we'll see how it how it works out. But I think that getting some some new perspective and some fresh blood in can only help things right now for an organization that's gotten pretty stale. So on the court, you've got a uh, Minnesota team that has been uh, headed south. Now, obviously, losing Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, from the lineup for a long time is gonna is gonna be a big hit on talent. But do do they have enough talent? Because he's back and it's still kind of going sideways at best. Maybe not even that well. Yeah, I mean the the answer is probably no that they don't have enough talent now. I think Towns is a legit top fifteen player, fifteen to twenty player right now who can get better. Um, Anthony Edwards is really, really good as the number one overall pick, but he's super young. You have Jaden McDaniels, another kind of find uh, in, in the first, at the end of the first round, who is showing a lot of promise. Also very, very young. Um, but ultimately, you know, they, they have, their record, they should be better than what they are, but with Towns and D'Angelo Russell kind of going through their injuries and, and really not playing that much together. I think they've played set, uh, 11 or 12 games together now. Um, they, they just haven't been able to see the full team on the court playing together. They looked really good when they were in Utah in the second game of the season and played well and beat the Jazz then, but it's just been kind of a series of injuries and illnesses and surgeries and things like that since then. But ultimately, even though 
they have been missing those guys on the court. They still need a lot more talent around Towns, around Anthony Edwards. They need D'Angelo Russell to be kind of more well-rounded, and they probably need to just go out and find more shooting, find more de- defense, because they're, they're hurting in both of those categories right now. And so um, it's a team that's just kind of in the building stages. They got, I think, the second youngest roster in the league. They need to get older and more mature, but they also definitely need an influx of more talent on the roster to to kind of become competitive in the Western Conference. This is away from basketball, but what is life for the average person living in the Minneapolis area these days? Yeah, it's been really tense, guys. I mean, um, you know, we've gone through, unfortunately, two very high-profile situations where law enforcement have killed a person of color, and it's really kind of, laid open a lot of the the concerns about this community and I think about communities all over the country. And, and so we are breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief this last week when the officer who killed George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, was found guilty on all three counts of, of, uh, of murdering him. But the run-up to that for, for the regular citizens and especially for, for the Timberwolves who have been very active in the community and trying to kind of shed some light on this situation has been incredibly, incredibly heavy. Had, had the verdict gone the other way, you could have been looking at a much worse situation than we even saw last summer when there was riots and looting and buildings on fire and things like that. So the verdict this week certainly did help things. But I think everyone understands that there's just so much work to be done and so many other things that have to happen um, before people start to really feel good about kind of making any sort of progress in one of the, the areas um, of, of our community that needs fixing the absolute most. So not that basketball is the most important thing, but that is what we're talking about. How does all that impact the Wolves? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, what we've seen from them is they have been pretty, they have been very active in, in, in kind of fostering conversations about how do you improve the uh, aspects of, of law enforcement and dealing with and, and, and just kind of uh, working with people of color. Um, they've tried to be on the front lines of this and meeting with politicians and meeting with, um, with, with leaders of the law enforcement community and leaders of of the minority communities and, and trying to do all that. That's hard to do guys. That's, that's exhausting work. And, and so some of that, you know, kind of does, I think, take away a little bit of their focus from basketball. Um, I do think that again, like after these verdicts came down, you saw kind of them buoyed a little bit by it, just in, 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 in terms of saying that you know, they believe that some of the work that they're doing is starting to shed some of that light. And so I think that, that allows them to feel a little good about that work. And so then they can go to their real jobs, basketball players, and try and focus more intently on what's going on on the court. Um, and it's been very up and down for them on the court, just like it's been for this community. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing a team that one, one night will look really, really good and will we'll knock down threes, will play kind of hard-nosed defense, We'll, we'll get after teams and we'll, and we'll really execute in the fourth quarter and pull out some games. And then we're looking at 
a team that the next night they'll get kind of blown out. They'll let a team score 45 in the first quarter and spend the whole rest of the game trying to catch up and not being able to do it. So they've been super inconsistent. They have not won two games in a row since they beat your Jazz um, the opening week, uh, weekend of the season to go to 2-0, and and, and you, you, they just have not been able to string two good performances together. And, John, I want to make sure that I commend you because now that they're in first place, yes, they are my Jazz. That's the way I view yeah, There my, you uh, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, man. Uh, you guys got to take, take Ws wherever any of us can get them. So that's for sure. True story. <laughs> I'm wondering if the franchise, and it's going to be the change in ownership here, so I'm not sure about this, if they view Towns and Edwards in the way, or maybe this actually conjures up bad memories, the way Garnett and Marbury were viewed? Well, I mean, yeah, I think like they, I think ever since that Garnett and Marbury pairing did not work out, and it was mostly for selfish reasons on the part of Stefan Marbury, ever since that, they've been chasing that. They've been trying to find their, you know, very kind of poor man's, Stockton and Malone. They thought they had it with KG and Steph. It looked like an ideal pairing. They looked like a, 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 a pair that really complemented each other and could make this team a force in the Western Conference for years to come. Jealousy and economics got in the way of that. And, and so they've been looking for that pair ever since they haven't found it. Um, but there, is, there are some indications that Edwards and uh, and, and Kat could, could become somewhat in that area in terms of, you know, you have the big man who can kind of do a lot of different things. Then you have the dynamic slashing scorer who could play off of him. They run the pick and roll together very well. When those two play together and have it humming, their two-man game is a lot to stop. I mean, ask the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the two of them combined for 83 points in that game and beat the Suns. So um, there is a hope that that these two can sort of emerge as the new leaders and just give them sort of a reliable tent pole to kind of go into every single game with and just say, hey, look, we have a pair of guys that are going to be hard for any defense in the league to stop. Um, Edwards has a lot of growing up to do just because he's 19 years old. He's a great kid. He's got a ton of charisma. He's got, um, you know, he's got a load of ability, but he's just got a ways to go. So um, he's got a couple of years before he can really kind of, I think, be the solid night in and night out NBA pro. Maybe that coincides with Towns getting to be 27, 28 years old right into his prime, and that will work out. But um, the hope is that those are their two guys going forward with D'Angelo Russell, who they think is, you know, a dynamic shooter that can be a really good complimentary piece as well. That's the hope. I think there's still plenty of doubts about whether, you know, th- those three are capable of putting this franchise on their shoulders and carrying them out of the gutter that they've been in for so long. Well, you know how it works in the NBA. The speculation starts pretty quickly. Someone of Carl Anthony Towns' ability, and he is under contract for three more years after this. But, yeah, Anthony Davis was under contract in New Orleans, too. Anybody there worried about... Uh, him getting uh, wedged out of there? Well, I, I do think that you know, I, no one will say that, of course, right now, because they don't, they don't want to just kind of have that out there. But they definitely have to feel the pressure of starting to p- 
put a team around him that is going to make him want to stay. I mean, he's been here six years, and he's got one playoff appearance. And, you know, people can say, well, that's Carl Anthony Towns' fault. He needs to be the leader and, and raise the team. Yeah, but if you look at a lot of the teammates that he has had over the bulk of this, outside of the one year where he had Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson and Jamal Crawford and, 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 and had a really good team – around him, it's been pretty dry in terms of talent. And so um, they need to keep on supplementing this roster now. Edwards looks like a player. Jaden McDaniels looks like a player. Uh, he loves Ricky Rubio. He loves, um, he, he loves D'Angelo Russell. But they have to keep moving and keep showing improvement, I would say, over the next full year. Because if they don't, if they go through another season where – you know, the Timberwolves are at the very bottom of the league. And again, talking about lottery balls and things like that, then I think you need to really be worried about uh, a player saying, hey, look, I've done everything I can here. It's time to go. I don't think right now he's there. I don't think it's going to happen this summer. But the organization definitely knows that there's a sense of urgency that they got to start really making some moves here and showing towns that this is an organization and a franchise that will – kind of be on the ascension over the next three or four years into his prime, and they haven't done that yet. Last thing before we let you go, do you think it's most likely that the Jazz sweep these two games, or do you think a split is more likely? Well, yeah, I, I'm not sure. You know, you see so so often, for whatever reason, no matter you know the talent disparities, sweeping two games is in these little mini series that get set up that's that get set up it's difficult um and so i mean i still think that the the way that the jazz are playing the as as mature as they are as as playoff ready as they are i would expect them to beat them beat the wolves twice i mean you know the wolves are just terrible defensively guys i mean at, you know, they can put together like 8 minute stretches where they play pretty well defensively and get active and and do all those things and really get into them but uh i I just think it's they're gonna have a hard time really slowing down the jazz offense keeping up with that ball movement the shooting all of that and so if i'm if i'm a betting man which i'm not i would say yeah jazz are gonna are gonna win but um you know it just for whatever reason it does seem like you know there's always a split in these back-to-back so we'll have to see we'll have to see how it plays out but the Jazz are pretty darn good right now, and the Wolves are really not good. And so, you know, they got the work cut out for them for sure. John, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. You got it. Thanks, guys. John Krasinski, senior writer for The Athletic, covering the Minnesota Timberwolves and the NBA.